Chris Miles was able to retire twice by the time he was 39 years old. But he's not content to just enjoy his own financial freedom and peace of mind. Chris wants you to have your own ripple effect so you can live free today. He's not the financial advisor you expected. He's the anti-financial advisor you deserve. He's jumping behind the mic right now, ready to make waves. Here's Chris Miles. Hello, my fellow Ripplers. This is Chris Miles, your cash flow expert and anti-financial advisor. Welcome to the show that's for you, those of you that work so hard for your money and you want your money, start working harder for you right now. You want that freedom and cash flow today, not 30 or 40 years from now, but right now, so you can live that life that you love with those you love. But most importantly, it's not just about getting rich, is it? It's about living a rich life because as you are blessed financially, you have a greater capacity to bless the lives of those around you. Guys, Thank you so much for tuning in because through you, I'm able to bless your lives. Hopefully, we give you something of great value. That's what we try to do every episode, every show. If this has been creating any sort of value for you guys, please go on iTunes, like and subscribe or whatever. Definitely give us a great review and shout out. Same thing on YouTube. If you're not following our YouTube channel already, definitely go to the Money Ripples page and like and subscribe today. Hey, are you looking for another great podcast to listen to? One about investing and not only just investing, but learning about cool deals like investing in apartments that does not require you to have to be an accredited investor or have a million dollars. Hey, if you want to check that out, go check out my friend Lane Kawaoka's site, simplepassivecashflow.com. He's got a great podcast also called Simple Passive Cashflow that you can check out on YouTube, iTunes, or whatever your favorite podcast app is. If you want some great education and to learn about great ways to invest in other types of deals without, again, needing a ton of money, check it out, simplepassivecashflow.com or look up Simple Passive Cashflow on YouTube or your podcast app. Check it out. All right, guys. So I brought on a special guest that this guy is incredible that we should have had on the last couple of years at least. So Lee Arnold. Now, if you know anything about Lee, many of you guys have known that we've advertised Secured Investment Corporation on this show and, and they offer like a very great fund that's very good for those of you, even if you're non-accredited investors, they actually have a non-accredited fund. So he's not only the, the owner of the parent company, Secured Investment Corporation, they've got so many subsidiaries and companies, everything from property management, they even do 150 fix and flips a year. They got over 150 employees and contractors working for them. They're a real estate brokerage. They even do philanthropy. They even got things like they have a Jesus conference that they do. They're not just great in business, but they're also great and passionate about life as well. And much of our message that we share on the show. Very excited to have Lee on our show today. Welcome. Chris, thanks for having me. This is fun. I know. We're just sitting across the table, just having a chat, aren't we? <laughs> That's right. Although I have to tell you that people say that I often look like Putin sitting at the end of this very long white desk. <laughs> I'm not sure I'm comfortable with that reference, but I thought it was funny. Hey, you're near Moscow, right? Not Moscow, but Moscow, Idaho, right? Yeah, yeah. I'm actually up in Coeur d'Alene, Idaho. I'm about 100 miles south of the Canadian border just to give people some proximity. But yeah, we've been up here for about 13 years now, and we love it. It's a beautiful area. Come out and visit us sometime. Yeah, absolutely. Actually, I still have a trip I need to take up there with you guys. I just know this time of year, if we got to make sure we get into the springtime of year when we can get up there and it thaws a little bit, right? Yeah, definitely come July, August, September. It's beautiful. Awesome. That's a deal, man. I know one thing I didn't mention on this, you've been doing business, you've been doing real estate since 1995. I mean, since really when we graduated high school, you've been yeah. doing this. Tell yeah. us a little bit about your backstory. My backstory is I grew up on a farm. My mom was a stay-at-home mom. My dad was in human resources, a utility company. 
So no background in real estate, investing, money. They still live in the same house that I grew up in. Never had investment properties, none of that. And I didn't know what I wanted to be. So I'm 18 years old. I just graduated high school. I'm working at a grocery store making $3.90 an hour. And I saw an infomercial that if I go to the Double Tree Hotel, they'll teach me how to get rich in real estate. So I went to this little two-hour presentation, and at the end of it, they convinced me to give them all of my money and then some. The advantage of that is it had to work because I really didn't have a backup plan. And so from that training, I went out and bought my first house, partnered with the pharmacist at the grocery store that I worked at. I like to tell people that my first deal was financed by a drug dealer just because that's clever. But we did that first deal, 35 grand purchase price. So we put 15 into it. I did all the work. I was a farmer and we sold that thing for 79,000. So that was transformational for me because on one flip, I made almost three years of income that I would have made at the grocery store. And so at that point, my plans for higher education and all of those things went out the window. And I said, Real estate's going to be my career. And that's been my path for the last 27 years. Wow. That's incredible. And I know you guys do like lending. I know you teach people too. You have a whole education course that you guys do. We teach you people how to actively do real estate investing. And that's incredible. I'll tell you, Chris, that first deal that I partnered with my pharmacist on, our agreement was he'd put up all the money and I'd do all the work because mm-hmm. you can only bring one of two things to a partnership. And that is either time or money. I had the time, he had the money. So I did all the work. And six months when we were done, I'm slaving away at this house 50 hours a week to get it ready for sale. And at the end of it, we split the profit. And I'm like, what did you do? Now, I didn't have any ill will, but I said, one day I want to be that guy. And I wanted to be a lender. So that was my motivation to fix and flip properties and build up a portfolio of real estate so that we could be the lender to other real estate investors just like me who have great deals, but maybe they don't have a lot of money down or they don't have great credit that they want to move ahead in advance and they need a funding source. And that's why we created Kogo Capital about 15 years ago. And we've been a nationwide private money lender now for 15 years, about to pass over a billion dollars in capital deployed across the nation. And it's really rewarding for two reasons. One, we're helping people get access to financing that could never get financing from a bank. But two, we are lending money on properties that no bank would ever touch because of the condition. And through that, we're beautifying neighborhoods, we're making them safer, we're improving property values. And that's really rewarding for me. Well, that's the thing I want to bring up because obviously with your Secure Investment Corp business, you guys have lending funds like we talk about with the sponsorship of the show and everything. The one thing I want to get is your take on what's going on, because you've got a finger on a lot of different pulses here. You're, you're really the eyes and ears of what's happening in the marketplace. And I know there's people saying, okay, is real estate going to tank? And depending, of course, which part of the country you're in, because there's often that California wave that ripples from west to east. Everybody's wondering what's going on. What's your take on the real estate market right now? The real estate market is hurting badly. And I think that's a true statement across the nation. And as you mentioned, because we are a nationwide lender and we lend money to the people that buy, fix and flip houses, we see the turn time on these loans. So you go back to 21, 22, we were able to get in and get out of properties in 90 to 120 days. In this market, they can get the property turned in 90 to 120 days but it might now take them 90 to 120 days to get it sold. Simply with interest rates rising, what the feds did in Q4 of last year, four consecutive, three consecutive, three quarter point bumps, and then a half point, what was it, December 14th? The average cost for a a buyer to purchase a home now, they're gonna be looking at a rate somewhere between seven and a half and eight and a half percent interest. 
Now, that sounds really shocking when you're coming out of a 3% rate environment, but I remember when I started flipping houses in 95, the first conventional bank loan I got was 9.5%, and I was pretty excited right. about it. So rising rates is not the problem. The problem is that rising rates in an environment where they were at three means that affordability has disappeared. So for the market to settle out and even out, prices have to fall to accommodate affordability. And that's the critical component here. So I believe one Q2 of 2023, we're going to see a fractured market. Things are going to slow. The next thing we're going to see is sellers who desperately need to sell are going to start slashing prices to the point that they can, but they're not going to be able to slash prices below what they owe. That's the issue. I did an analysis. If you took a property purchased in 2021 with a buyer that could afford an $1,800 mortgage at 3% rate, they could buy up to a $460,000 house. If you take that same buyer at $1,800 a month and put them into this market, they can only afford a $280,000 house. Well, They want that house, but that house needs to be priced at 280 before they can afford to buy it. This property value needs to decline. The issue, though, is that this person bought the house in 2021 and they owe 480, which I believe is going to lead to a lot of loan modification, a lot of workout program. I think we're going to see an uptick in default filings, both in judicial and non-judicial markets, and we're going to see a slight uptick in foreclosure. The reason I say slight uptick is... When COVID hit, I'll put it in these terms just to give you some baseline. In 2019, 60% of the properties that we acquired as a company were purchased at foreclosure auction, at the courthouse steps. Yeah. In 2020, COVID hits, now we have a nationwide moratorium, no foreclosure, no eviction. So savvy investors, we started going direct to seller because auction was no longer in play as an acquisition strategy. Well, We continue to go into those wells, so we don't really need auction as an acquisition play. And as more and more of these properties start coming on the default list, we'll be going direct to the seller and negotiating with them rather than waiting for it to come to the courthouse steps. So I think we're going to see a big uptick in default filings, but we will not see the same corresponding uptick in actual foreclosures at courthouse. But Not all of them will sell third party. Some of those will end up reverting back to the lender. And as you know, when a property doesn't sell at auction, it now becomes an REO property or real estate owned. And we have not seen REO properties in the MLS for 36 months. We need those properties on MLS to establish the new dollar per square foot so that Zillow will pick it up and start giving accurate Zestimates, which is funny, but the uneducated public believes the Zestimate to be the gospel of value. So if you're trying to sell a house above the Zest price, the consumer is going to look at it and go, you're overpriced. So Zillow needs REOs to hit the market. We need REOs to hit the market to get the Zestimates in line with actual value. So a lot of things have to take place almost simultaneously to get the market correction in line. Now, economists are anticipating that if there is a recession, it's going to hit Q3 of 2023. I don't believe there's going to be a recession. Certainly, there's going to be a pullback. But a recession is two negative or two consecutive quarters of negative GDP growth. I don't see anything that supports that. Yeah, it might be a half of a point increase over zero, but it's not negative. So it's going to hurt. But the Fed chair has openly said that he is throwing the real estate market under the bus to get inflation under control. 
But the minute inflation hits two and a half, three, they're going to start dropping rates again. So I think it's going to be a little bump. Nothing like we experienced in 2009. That was something from another world. I don't think we're going to be there. So I'm pretty bullish on the market this year. What are you guys doing to really reduce your risks, especially where you have lending? Like you said, the flippers are having a really having a hard time right now trying to figure out how to navigate this market. They're not flipping as easily as it was. It's definitely not as easy of a seller's market for them. What are you doing to try to hedge your risk with something like that, especially with your own funds? Yeah, excellent question. And it is to our investors' credit that I lost everything in 2008. (laughs) Because in 2008, I was doing large-scale development. I was developing luxury homes in Park City, Utah, on the backside of Deer Valley, 14,000 square foot, $25 million homes, and I had three of them under construction when the market turned. When the market turns, the government's not creating loan programs for luxury home buyers. And the luxury home market always tanks first because there's fewer of those buyers. Also, wealthy investors have much of their wealth tied up in the stock market. So as the stock market is tanking due to a recessionary downturn, they're seeing their net worth dropping by millions of dollars. They stop spending on luxury homes. So I got killed in eight. So good news, I did not file bankruptcy. Everybody told me to, but I did not. I went to every creditor and negotiated with them and said, here's what I got. So we came out of 2008 and nine, literally scraping the bottom of the barrel, but I learned a lot. And here's what I learned. In a recessionary downturn, the federal government is always gonna create programs for affordable housing. Now, affordable housing is defined as any sales price that sits below or beneath the FHA cap, which is established by the FHA. So you can Google any county in America and it'll tell you the FHA cap. So as a company, we said, okay, we're not buying any house where our anticipated retail sales price exceeds the FHA cap because this represents affordable housing. Now, 80% of the buying public fits under the cap. So any sale over that, you eliminated 80% of your potential buyers. We took that same discipline and we applied it to how we underwrite our loan portfolio. I don't do ground up construction. I don't do commercial. I don't do multifamily. I do single family, one to four units on less than half of an acre with less than 2,800 square feet with less than five bedrooms and three baths that fits in the FHA cap. Now, here's why. Chris, do you know what you call a private money lender in a recessionary downturn? I would say broke, depending on who they're lending to. <laughs> the answer is landlord, right? Mm, because when you right. lend people money who don't pay you back, you have to foreclose to get possession of the property that was the collateral. Which well, a lender usually doesn't want. Right. But if you're lending on collateral that can't cash flow, ground up construction, right? You're only 70% of the way through construction. Nobody can live there. The certificate certificate of occupancy has not been issued by the county. You can't cash flow it. It's uninhabitable. Large scale commercial. If the market tanks in the midst of that development and they don't have the funds to finish it, what I saw in 2008 is half built developments all over the nation surrounded by chain link fence. And they sat there for three and four years. Why? Because nobody would lend fresh capital to complete the project. When you focus on affordable housing that's habitable, you have an asset that will cash flow either by the borrower making their monthly payments, or if you have to regain possession of that, you can develop cash flow by putting a tenant in there and just managing it as a rental. So yeah, you get multiple exit strategies with that. 
So we are looking for properties that fit in those five point criteria. Again, those are FHA cap, um, 2,800 square feet or less, five bedrooms, three baths or less, less than half of an acre and residential one to four units. That's it. So if you yeah. send me a deal that does not fit in that box, I'm not going to lend on it, right? Now, because of that discipline in underwriting, many of our competitors in this downturn have stopped lending because they've got money in all of these unfinished developments and these unfinished commercial projects mm -hmm. that they know that if they finish it and then try to get takeout financing at today's rates at 8 9%, it's not going to cash flow. And they're looking at their opportunity costs and their loss costs, and they're saying, you know what, it's cheaper for us to just pull back now and let it sit there unfinished than it is to pour more money after this thing and hope that we can rent it up, lease it up, and get it cash flowing. For us as a company, I want properties that have good roofs, working HVAC systems, plumbing systems that are in place, or we are going to be lending to a contractor that has the ability to get those things in order. We try to keep our renovation budgets on any deal nationwide less than 50 grand so that if we do end up taking it back, we could very quickly make it habitable and get tenants in there. So that is the main, the number one thing that our investors really appreciate because I'm not concerned with recession. As property values are declining, rental rates are rising. Why? Because with rates at 8%, homeownership's non-existent for the bulk of people who need housing. So they're flocking to rents. So we are seeing a, an adverse reaction on the rental side that we're seeing on the property value side. So we as an organization are in a massive buy mode in our local markets. Now, as you said, we flip a lot of houses. We also own a large portfolio of rental properties, but we only do it in two counties, Spokane County, Washington, Kootenai County, Idaho, because I learned from my grandfather, a farmer, just the way I grew up, he said the best fertilizer for the garden is the footsteps of the farmer. And I've been lending money long enough to know that the projects that have the highest risk are the ones where the principal lives thousands of miles away from the asset. They can't drive by it. They can't go meet with contractors. They can't do any of those things. So we have a full-service construction company. We have a full-service property management company. We have a real estate agency in these two markets. So we own, control, and dominate this market and have no interest in owning or controlling any other market nationwide. We will lend there, but we will not actively buy, fix, and flip. So if I can't directly influence, oversee, persuade the local market, I'm never going to buy it, especially with investor money. But I will certainly lend to you if you have a great deal that fits our underwriting guidelines and you are a proven principal that can see a project to completion. Absolutely. I see two things there. One, I mean, that your little, your little lending box, right? Where you have that criteria is so critical because it's, it's really a safer place to play in. But I also hear another thing you're saying too, which is you're diversifying your own company, a secure investment corp in general, because you just mentioned you have the in-house property management, you got your in-house brokerage, right? You've got fix and flips going on. You got lending going on. You got your own private equity. You've got all kinds of stuff going on that really, no matter what's going on in the marketplace, you've almost created your own safety, almost created your own conglomerate. Yeah. One of my favorite quotes is don't leave your success in the hands of others. Mm -hmm. And when you are relying upon other people to follow through and perform and do the things that they're promising to do, that's fine. Ronald Reagan, one of my favorite presidents, he used to always say, trust, but verify. You're lending, especially to somebody you never lent to before. How do you verify? 
right? Now, we do a great job underwriting background checks. We do a full underwrite, credit scores, the whole, but really it boils down to competency. With the advent of fix and flip shows in HGTV, everybody believes that after a 28-minute show that they are an expert flipper. They are not prepared for the unseen, hidden things that always arise in a fix and flip job. And so to help alleviate risk there, we put together a education division. So we now train people nationwide. It's called the Lee Arnold System of Real Estate Investing, where we teach people how to buy the very properties that we buy. And if they will go find the properties that fit in that box, we will lend them the money. And if they come through our education, we will give them preferred financing because they've invested the time to learn the right way to do it. And over the last 10 years of doing it this way, we have noticed, we have been watching trends within our own portfolio that people who come to our education have significantly lower probability of default than those that don't. So if push came to shove, right, and we're in a full-blown recession where liquidity is a premium, all I would do is say, I'm not lending to anybody who's not a student of our education division. Now, I'm not saying that now. But if push come to shove, I would always lend to my student base before I would lend to the general public. That's great. You actually created a solution for your 18-year-old self, didn't you? (laughs) Well said. Yeah. Yeah. Boy, when you're 18, you think you can do anything and you think you know everything. I often say the only reason I'm on this show speaking other than somebody else is I probably lost more money than all of your audience. My dad used to always say that some people learn when they feel the heat. Other people learn when they see the light. He said, Lee, you're somebody that doesn't learn until you get third degree burns. (laughs) And over 27 years, let me tell you, I got third degree burns like crazy. And so we've created all of our surrounding entities to help alleviate the risks that exist in all of these areas that put our investors in peril if we don't underwrite correctly or we lend on assets that can't cash flow. We've become very disciplined as a result of that. And that's why we've been able to produce double-digit returns to our investors for almost the last 10 years running. I know that there are other funds and operators out there that they're promising 15 and 18 and 20. You know what? If you can give me 10% consistently, while keeping my risk at the lowest possible points, I am all in. There was a time that I used to chase high yields and high cap rates, but those come with their own risks because the higher the cap, the lower the quality of the property, the area, the tenant mix, and whatever cap rate you're chasing is going to be chewed up in cost paying staff to go solve the problem. So, and if I can just get 10% consistently, I'm doubling my money every seven years. Right. I love it. Now, obviously, if someone wants more information on this education system, where do they go? The best place to go would just be fundingtour.com. We always say that it all starts at a funding tour, and that is the introduction of all of our various programs and opportunities. And we do a eight-hour virtual presentation every Wednesday and Saturday taught by some of our trainers, and they'll introduce you to our buy box, our strategy for direct-to-seller marketing, our system softwares and technologies that we use, the lists that we acquire, how we go about writing offers, underwriting files, getting property inspections, all of that's covered in that eight-hour session. For anybody interested in real estate investing, funding tour is the best place to go, or you can go to learnoldsystem.com. Anybody who needs funding would go to kogocapital.com. Cool. Appreciate it. And of course, we got securedinvestmentcorp.com as well for those that want the passive passive income from those funds too. So 
Yeah, we'll be sure to include all that in the show notes. But man, Lee, this has been such a pleasure to have you on today. Lots of great information. And definitely, this is something I think people should listen to at least twice. Listen to it again and again, because you dropped a lot of good nuggets to give people that that wisdom that you really that you have learned over those 27 years. So really appreciate you being on the show and sharing that with us today. Yeah, my pleasure, Chris. And I would just encourage all of your audience to be very cautious. I call them a long runway investment opportunity. If it's not cash flowing going in, I would be very hesitant on a long-term play that doesn't have any cash flow in the market that we're in. There's great investment opportunities and development deals out there. But if you're 24 to 36 months away from cash flow, and I would play it safe right now, stay in the cash flow game because in recessionary downturn, cash flow is fuel and it fuels every other aspect of your enterprise. So now is not the time to be betting on future value. Play yeah, no, cash. No banking on appreciation. Cash flow is the name of the game. Totally agree, 100%. That's one thing I learned from 2008 when I almost went bankrupt. Same thing. <laughs> I focused on that appreciation and all the big luxury stuff, and that did not work out too well. Yeah, it's funny because in 2006 and seven we were looking at at investment prospectus, and we were including appreciation as part of our return on investment. Mm -hmm. And every prospectus I've done post-2008 does not include appreciation as part of our investment analysis. It's cash flow and depreciation. Those are the only two things that add value to us because those are guaranteed. I'm going to get cash flow. I'm going to be able to appreciate on my taxes. If I get appreciation, great. That'll juice my yields, but I'm not going to underwrite or bank on it as an investment philosophy. Ah. Such a wise thing to do. And Lee, really, again, appreciate it today and having you on. Everybody, go check out his stuff. Like I said, we put the website and the links there. But definitely, if this is something that spoke to you and you're feeling like in 2023, this is the time for you to win, for you to take action, but do it wisely, especially because right now, whether we're moving into a recession or not, doesn't matter. There's opportunities knocking on doors right now, and you could be at that forefront where people will look back at you five, 10 years from now saying, oh, you had that opportunity, you did it, that's amazing. Or you could be the opposite where someone says, oh, you didn't take advantage of that, why not? The choice is really yours. Depends on what action you guys take today. So guys, go and make it a wonderful and prosperous week. Take action, get results. We'll see you later. Visit us online at moneyripples.com for more resources to help you fix money leaks and get your money working harder for you now. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Jumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.